a long-time married couple were sitting together, and the wife said to her husband, Do you love me? He said, Of course I love you. What makes you ask whether or not I love you? She said, Because you never say it. And he said, I told you once, and if I'd changed my mind, I would have let you know. <laughs> Why is it that we need to hear things over again? I think it's because we forget. Indeed, here we are entering this season of Lent. We will say words that we said last year at this very time. We'll read the lessons that we read last year during this very season. They are given there for us to remember, to remember the love of God for each of us. So to the point of saying, I love you, do you remember when you first said it? I remember that I wasn't going to be the first to say it, just on principle. I just thought I didn't want to say it first. Indeed, though, to say I love you is to profess and proclaim that love. I'm reminded that God said it first. God said, I love you first. God said it in the Garden of Eden at creation. God said it again when he invited an Aramean to be the father of a great nation against all odds. This dialogue of God's love for God's people goes in between us and God. God professes God's love for his creation, and we learn to profess our love back so that God might remind us again of God's love for us. God said it first when he came down among us and dwelt among us, hanging on a cross, taking unto himself the shame, the scapegoating, the anger, the fear, that humanity inflicted upon him then. He offered in response, love. We remember this when we say our Eucharistic prayer. When Eucharistic prayer A, which we will use during this season of Lent, the words are, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into, into, subject, into sin, subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent your son Jesus Christ. God says, I love you. God said it first. God is always willing to say it first if that's what's needed in order for the love between God and God's creation to be renewed. Well, it turns out I did say it first. I didn't mean to. It just came out. And that is what Paul is reminding us in his letter to the Romans this morning. He tells us that what is in our heart comes out and that when we say Jesus is Lord, it happens. It comes out of us. It might be a whisper. It might be with timidity. It might be with desperation. Whatever way we profess the Lordship of Christ, it is indeed a profession of that. And in proclaiming God's love, and our love for God, that love claims us. When we proclaim that Jesus is Lord, then that lordship claims us and does something with us. Maybe that's why we're afraid sometimes to speak first, 
Because in the speaking, those words claim us and draw us into a new reality. Paul is saying that in his letter to the Romans. When we proclaim the faith that is in us, that very faith lays claim to us and draws us into a new way of being, a new way of being in the world. And so our challenge as people who long to follow Jesus is to remember God's love for us, to take the time to remember it so that we can remember who we are and whose we are in the world. When we remember it, it changes the way we operate in the world. We have the seasons of the church year to remind us, to help us remember, oh, that's right, we have been saved. No longer do the threats that we feel when we leave this place have the power that they claim because we know where the power lies. It's in God. And we have been given that saving act in Christ. We come together week in and week out because we need to remember. So often, somewhere around Wednesday, Thursday for sure, it starts to fade from our mind. It's good that we take time every day to remember because inevitably there's something there that can knock us off balance during our day. And we forget God's love for us and the claim God's love for us has on us. That's why we do these spiritual practices. That's why we come together every day, every week, and all through the seasons of the year to remember God's love for us. Lennel Mitchell authored a book entitled Praying Shapes Believing. It's a liturgical book that we read in seminary about these acts and these words that we say week in and week out, or however frequently we do, and how these words that we pray shape us. As we pray these words, they shape us. And we then learn to claim these words again. It's a cycle of renewal. Interestingly enough, in a book that I use with couples and in preparing for marriage, and I've given it to people who are already married as well, this book is referenced. It's referenced in the chapter of sexual intimacy. And it reminds its readers that the thinking and believing, when it informs the acting and doing, often creates a cycle of thinking and believing again. And we need to claim that holy cycle. When we come together in worship to remember who we are and whose we are, in the words of our worship, we become the holy people that God proclaims us to be. We become the chosen people that God has announced us to be. We become the people who are redeemed, who are saved, who are freed, who are filled with joy because we have been made new, because God has made us that way. Every week we come together so that we can remember that we are children of a living God, the God that created us, the God who redeems us, and the God who is with us for all time. Amen. <laughs>